So we are, we are preaching a message these, these few weeks of December. Um, it's really kind of weird how Christmas falls this year, right? It's like, it's like you know, it's, it's kind of almost like it feels like it's the middle of the month instead of the end of the month, and we're trying to cram everything in real quick. Um, I don't like that. I like Christmas to take forever. Amen. It's my favorite time of year. But we're, we're preaching a series this week called All Is Calm, and, and we are focusing on how we live in a world that ministers chaos. We live in a day and a time and an age that ministers chaos. And, and in one way or the other, I don't, I don't mean that politically at all, amen, but I just, I just mean there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the world. There's a whole lot of stuff. I mean, what, what's going on in, in, in Kentucky right now is just a tragedy, and it's chaotic, and it's, and it's heart-wrenching. Amen. And, and, and we live in a world that if we're not careful, we'll get consumed. We'll get consumed in the stuff. We'll get consumed in the unknowns. We'll get consumed in, in the pain. And we'll get consumed in the grief. And we'll get consumed in the worry. And, and a lot of times we'll sit back and, and we'll be like everybody else in Bethlehem the night Jesus was born. And not have a clue what Jesus is doing. Unless... We choose to grasp the calm that he gives. We have to choose that, right? It doesn't, it doesn't just come, right? Because we can, we can get caught up in all of the bad news and all of the stuff and all of the pain of this world. We can consume ourselves with it, and if we're not careful, we'll just be part of it. Amen? But God invites us to a different place. He invites us to a place of calm, and he invites us to a place that within that calm, we find his presence and his power and his glory. Amen? And, and if we're not careful, amen, in the church today, we'll, we'll give those things up. We'll give those things up for a few minutes of, of gratifying our flesh rather than, rather than stepping into where he is. And when we do, we give up our calm. We give up the peace that he has ministered to us and then he brings to us through his presence, his power, and his glory. Amen. We talked to you last week about Joseph and, and the choices that Joseph had to make and how he wrestled with those to a point of exhaustion. And, and it was in his exhaustion that he fell asleep and God in his weak state, in his weak moment, came and appeared to him and said, this is what I'm doing. And I need you to get on board with that. And Joseph woke up from his dream in a calm, in a place of power, in a place of God's glory, a place where he was okay with what anybody had to say, a place where he was okay with the long journey to Bethlehem, a place where, where he had to give up his hopes and his dreams and his plans for what he thought married life would be like. Amen? If we're not careful, we'll give up what God has authored for us because we think we know better than Him. Amen? So I want to read to you this morning out of Luke 1. And we're going to start at verse 26. And we're going to power through these scriptures because I want to get to verse 38. And, and today's message comes from verse 38. Uh, but just for context, we want to power through the rest of these really quick. It says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, 
to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hell, thou art highly favored. We could preach for an hour on that. Hell, thou art highly favored. Amen? Shouldn't we strive for that? Shouldn't we work for that? Shouldn't we put the time in for that? I'm not talking about a little 30-second, let's, you know, pull this out of our hind end kind of salvation. Amen? I'm talking, about, I'm talking about a life rooted and grounded in the goodness of God. Amen? Driven, driven and stricken with the hope of His power and His glory in our life. Amen? Thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when he saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, and in his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the main angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? I think, it's, I think it's important for us to understand how she responds. She doesn't respond with, uh-uh, right? She doesn't respond with, ain't no way. Amen? She's just curious how God's going to do it. She's just curious how God's going to move. Amen? And just kind of like us. We didn't know what God was going to do. We didn't know how he was going to do it. We didn't know where he was working. We just knew he was working and he had a plan. Amen? And so Mary's just asking, what's the plan? What's the plan? How, how's, how's this going to happen? Because I, I have not known a man. And the angel answered, amen, and we, we need to grab this in our life. The angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen? So uh, the, uh, the angel delivers a lot of, a lot of good news here. He, he tells Mary, he said, not only is God moving upon you, not only is God going to overshadow you and do things in you that only he is capable of, but he's also done it to Elizabeth. She was barren. Now understand, we didn't have text and we didn't have email and we didn't have cell phones. We didn't even have fax back then, right? right? Some of y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. You know what? I, I was alive when the first fax machine showed up in my office, right? And it kind of revolutionized how we did a lot of the work that we did and different things like that. They didn't have none of that. Amen? So it was this moment that Mary found out that Elizabeth was pregnant. 
right? And what does she do? She leaves to go and be where she is. So in this moment, the angel is testifying of God's work in fullness to bring to completion the things that God had planned and as proof to Mary that this was a God thing. Amen? And then this happens. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Be it unto me according to thy word, and the angel departed from her. There's a whole lot for us to learn from this verse. A whole lot for us to grasp from this moment. Amen? Mary didn't, Mary didn't monologue, right? She didn't, she didn't have this big speech, right? She didn't have this, this moment of self-glory. This is who I am, right? No, what did she say? She said, I'm a handmaid. I'm a handmaid. I'm here, Lord. I'm available, Lord, I choose to be your servant, God. And if it's my womb that serves you, I'm all yours. Amen? She didn't contemplate it. She didn't, she didn't consult with Joseph. She didn't, she didn't have to sit down and make the perfect plan. She just simply said, I'm yours, God. Amen? Amen? God will speak to us today and we will outreason him to the point that he just gives up and goes to somebody else. God begins to move in his people today and we'll tell him everything he can do and can't do to the point he says, yeah, no, not worth my time. I'm going over here. I'm going over there. Amen? Mary simply said, here I am. I'm a servant. I am willing to be your handmaid. And deliver this son for you. Amen? If we're, not, if we're not careful, we will lose God's blessings in our life. If we're not careful, we'll lose God's anointing in our life. Amen? We will out me God's ability to work in me. Amen? And you say, well, that, that was kind of a Tricky group of words, Jay. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is we can me, 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 my, 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 I, 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 to where we don't, we don't even understand or realize what God's real call on our life is anymore. I shared with you last week about Luke and how I always said, and, and same thing to Isaac, about walking in your calling. Amen? And so I would ask you, church, what, what's your calling? Or maybe I should ask, what was your calling? Where were you when God moved in your life? And what are you doing with that? What, what devotion to that are you, are you giving? What, what depth are you taking that to so that God moves and works in you? What talents have you discovered that God is multiplying in your life to be used for Him? Have you squandered that? Have you let that go? Have you lost sight of, of that vision? Amen. Have you, have you reasoned with him that he can't do it? Or that you're not good enough? I mean, there's a whole lot of people in the Bible. 
Amen. They tried to tell God they weren't good enough. And what did God do in each of those? He proved that he was good enough to do what needed to be done in their lives and in their ministries and in their situations. Amen. The problem is we got to do it our way. And God doesn't work like that. Amen. God doesn't want you dictating to him how he's going to move in this world. Instead, we need to be like Mary and, and let him dictate to us and move in us and over us, overshadow us as he did with her, move in our lives in such a way that proves that we're a servant of the Most High. Amen? What did the angel say to her? The Most High will overshadow you. The Most High will work in your life. The Most High will bring power and bring glory unto you. Amen? He doesn't need us. He doesn't need our, our resume. He doesn't need all of these things. Amen? There's a whole lot of people who are going to carry that resume to him when they stand before him. And what does Scripture say about that? He's going to say, man, you can list that off all day, but I'm still going to tell you to depart. I'm still going to tell you to go because you never dove into who I am and what I wanted to do in your life. You tried to play God. Amen? Rather than to be a servant. Rather than to be a servant to me. And so we struggle and, and we question and, 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 and we go through life with, without clarity. And we find ourselves knee deep in the chaos rather than strong and absolute in the calm of who God is. There are tons of things in my life that I could sit here and tell you today aren't perfect. There are things going on around me that I could, I could sit here and say that I have no clue how they're going to work out, but I am absolutely confident that I stand where I've been called to be, doing what I've been called to do, and that God will handle the things beyond my control. I'm absolutely confident in it. And because of that, it brings a calm. It brings a calm. It brings a peace. It brings a clarity of what I'm to do. And that is to focus on the things that God has called me to. Being who God has called me to be. Growing in what He has called me to be. I'm not resting on what I did 20 years ago. I'm not resting on, on, on a moment two weeks ago. Amen. I'm digging in today. Because I want to be, be like Mary. I want to be a handmaid today. I want to be a bondservant like Paul today. I want to be in the clutches of a holy God today. And so should you. So should you, so, so should we all strive to be where God is working and where God is moving. Mary goes on, and in a really short sentence says, Behold the handmaid of the Lord. And then she goes on to say, Be it unto me according to thy word. The word of the angel, which was the direction and the command of God. And Mary says, I submit to this. Amen. There's some, some of us don't submit to nothing. Amen. And then we wonder why God doesn't bless and God doesn't anoint and, and God doesn't move and why this person get, gets a, a holy anointing and a holy power more than us and everything else. Well, sometimes you need to get on your knees. Sometimes you need to bow your head. 
Sometimes you need to submit to who and what God is for the power of God to fall in your life. And sometimes we refuse that, and then, and then we, we scratch our head and wonder how, how, how we aren't included, how we aren't blessed, how God blesses others but not me. Amen? And, 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 and this, isn't, this isn't a thing where, where God's you know, chewing you up and spitting you out and beating you up, and I'm not trying to do that either. But, but it's a call for us by Mary's example to see that God did the most incredible thing in a human being other than the resurrection of Christ in this moment. And do you, do you understand and, and granted, we didn't live back there, okay? But do you understand that if we parallel then to now, that the same thing could be happening to any one of us? Amen? And then don't, don't feed words. I'm not saying that we're going to have another Savior born. I'm not going to say we're having another birth. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But if he moved on her then in that manner... He can move upon us in just as powerful a manner as he did her. He can use our lives to move whatever he has planned for what's next. He can use us and use our lives for that. But we've, we've got to come to, to that, that handmade menta mentality, right? We've got to come to that handmade way of thinking, amen, to where I'm not in charge. He is, right? I'm, I'm seeking his will, not my own. I'm, I'm wanting to live out his plan, not mine, right? We are called to step into that, right? And when we do, when we do, guess, guess who shows up? Guess who shows up? God shows up, amen? And then guess who shows up? More people who are stepping into the same thing. More people who are stepping into the same mentality and the same heart for God show up. Amen? And then guess what? We start grabbing onto each other and we start stepping into what it is that God planned. What it is that God is doing. We start living out our own Bible story. Amen? And you say, well, no, wait a minute, Jay, we're not rewriting the Bible. Yeah, I know, that's not the point. The point is, however, we are living out this Bible story, and by living out this Bible story, he's choosing us to be part of it. He's choosing us to carry out what he authored years ago, the same as he chose Mary to carry out what he authored years before her. Amen? And, and we're in the middle of it, whether we like it or not. We're there, but it really comes down to what part we're choosing to play. Are we, are we going to be the, the Moses and, and the Noah and, and the Mary who says, I'll, I'll do what you're calling me to do, Lord. I'll be what you're calling me to be, Lord. Are we going to be the naysayer? Are we going to be the doom and gloomer? Are we going to be the one that pokes fun and laughs? We're going to be the one that, that tries to bring destruction down on what God's doing. Amen. Only to, only to reveal ourselves as we are. Amen. John and I were talking last night, and, and um, uh, we, were, we were kind of talking about something that happened a long time ago. And, and I learned a lot through this, this thing that we were talking about. And, and so much to the point now that pe people will come up and everything. Is, hey, do you know what so-and-so said about you? I was like, yeah, not really. 
I really don't care. I'm like, well, you should know. I was like, nah, I really don't care, and I don't want to know, because God will deal with that. Amen. I'm not going to let that interrupt my calm, and I am not going to let that interrupt the, the, the face and the passion of what God is doing here. Amen. I don't want the attention on me. I don't want the attention on them. I don't want the attention on the enemy. I want the attention on God. Amen. And so God will shut their mouth, and God will deal with their mind, and God will move in their life in a way that will deal with that. And I refuse to walk there. I refuse to let that beset me because I choose, I choose the calm. I choose, I choose the hope and I choose the glory and the power of God that he's wanting to bestow in me and through me for whatever it is that he has planned. Amen? So yeah, I know, but I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't phase me. Why? Because my God's bigger than that. And because I'm walking with my God, I'm bigger than that. Amen? And he will do a work in me as long as I stay there. Amen? Now, I can't get over here and get all puffed up. Right? I can't get over here and be all, be all this and that and the other. Amen? Amen? Because then what are we doing? We're, we're stepping into self-glory. Amen? And if we step into self-glory, power is going to leave. And you're going to be left standing there. And all you got left is self-glory. Amen. And don't think it's not seen. Don't think people step back and be like, yeah, we, we know where you're at. We know what's going on with you. Amen. And, and, that, and that's why so many phase out really quick is, is because they're doing it for self rather than doing it for God. Amen. Their depth of the word is, is shallow at best. Amen. And, and because they're wanting, they're wanting something of themselves rather than something of God. Amen. And here, here's what Mary says. I don't want you to think I'm soapboxing today. But, but here's what Mary says. Be it unto me according to thy word. The word of the angel, which was the word of God. Be it unto me. Two things Mary does here that I think is significant for us to understand and, and the calm that it brings and brought to her life. Two things. Number one, she's choosing the word of the angel, she's choosing the command of God. She's like, I will let that be my guide. Amen. What is guiding our life today? What is guiding our, our thoughts? Amen. What is, what is guiding how, how we move and how we think and, and how we respond to the things going on around us? What is our guide? Who is guiding us? What is guiding us? And, 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 and when, we're, and when we're, we're being guided in those places and in those times, how are we responding to, to the spiritual leadership that is trying to guide us? Amen? We, we can stand back and say all day long, man, God is, you know, God is my hiding place. God is, God is my shelter. You know, God covers me in his wings. We can, we can claim scripture all day long, but if we're not listening to the voice of God and we're not listening to the spiritual direction that he is sending our lives, then honey, he ain't guiding nothing. He's not guiding anything. We're still trying to guide ourselves through our own muck and mire. But it's when we submit, it's when we first choose to be the handmaid, amen, and even that rubs some of you wrong. Some of you are like, I'm a dude. I ain't no handmaid. Amen. So that's why I threw the Paul thing about being a bondservant in there. Amen. Because you better be a bondservant. 
right? You don't feel comfy being a, a handmaid, you better be comfy being a bondservant. Amen. If you want the power of God to move in your life. Amen. If you want God to really respond to where you're walking, you've got to bring yourself into servitude. You've got to bring yourself into a place of reasonable, reasonable worship. Amen. You know how worship can be interpreted there? Service. Service. Servitude. This is your reasonable service. Amen. And so, and so it takes us bringing ourselves to that state and mentality for us to hear God's direction and for us to hear God's voice. And then when we hear God's voice, we have to choose whether it guides us or not. Is it really directing us? Or are we really, are we really trying to direct him? We really trying to navigate him. Okay, God, I hear you, but let's do it this way because I think this is the better way. Or let's, 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 let's make it work like this because, you know, I'm kind of smarter than you down here on earth and everything, right? You say, you say, well, I would never say that to God, but aren't you? Do we not say that to God? Maybe we don't, maybe we don't vocalize that to God, but, but in our decisions, in our, in our life processes, in our mindset and our mannerisms, aren't we ultimately saying that to God sometimes? Hmm? God, I, I, I know more about this. You, you just chill. I, I got this, right? Is that how we're living? Because I guarantee you, if that's how you're living, if that's how you're thinking, if that's the level of spiritual direction in your life and how you're responding to spiritual direction, I would guarantee you your life is in chaos. Amen? Maybe the life around you isn't in chaos, but I guarantee you what's going on in your mind and what's going on in your heart is in utter chaos because God has no control in that place. God has no, no power in that level of thinking. God has no ability to move spiritually in you and through you if that's where you're living. Amen? Mary says, be it unto me. Are we willing to stand up and say that this morning? Are we willing in our own life to make a profession of faith on that level? Are we willing to say to God as a testimony in front of our friends, in front of our family, in front of our brothers and sisters to say, be it unto me, God? Are we? Because that's what Mary did. Amen? Amen? And, and understand this, like I shared with you last week, Joseph was worried about, man, if I, if, if I divorce her, then she's going to get stoned or, or set on fire or, or all of this and that and the other. And I really love her, but man, this is not the life I'd figured out. This is not how I had planned it. This is not how I thought it would go. When I, when I you know, made, made you know, negotiations with her father, this is not what I went away to her home or prepare a place for her to come back to. This, this is, you know, Joseph was in a place where he's trying to sort through all of that and everything else. Mary in a very similar place without consulting anybody but her own, her own spiritual direction with God says, be it unto me. I'm not worried about the marriage I'm not worried about my future. I'm not worried about what I had thought things would be like. I am no longer focused on my plan. I'm no longer focused on my parents' plan. I'm no longer focused on this plan or that plan. I'm not focused on anything else but God and what God wants to guide me into. I choose him. Another thing Mary says, 
She says, I, I choose you to be my guide, God. And I also choose to be grounded in your word. Be it so unto me. According to what? According to your word. According to your word. According to the breath from your mouth, God. I will be grounded in that. I will not be swayed. I will not be convinced. I will not be, I will not be placated this way or that way. I choose your words. The testimony of your angel, of your divine plan, I choose it. I choose it. I will let you guide me. And I will remain grounded where you are. God, be it so unto me. I will be grounded in who and what you've said. Who and what you've promised. Amen? And listen, if, if we're, if we're going to walk in the promises of God, we got to understand the promises of God. And if we're going to understand the promises of God, amen, then we can't over-reason the promises of God. And we need to know that God is going to work where God says He's going to work. Amen? Because if He breaks one of those promises, if He breaks one of those things, then all of this is no good. Not a single word is worth anything if He breaks one. Amen? But he says to me, I am that I am. Amen? You say, no, no, no. He said that to Moses. Amen? Well, okay, by saying it to Moses, he said it to me. I am that I am. I will not be swayed. I will not be dismayed. I will not be distracted. But I will be everything that I promised you that I am. I will guide you and I will direct you. Amen? But we have to choose where we ground ourselves. We have to choose the things that, that, that speak to us and the things that hold us to the things that are self-evident of who God is. Amen? And, and, if, and, and if we want to out-reason Him, He'll let us. He'll let you think He's smarter. Amen? He'll let you think that the Internet and Google and, and, and Facebook and everything else is the greatest guide for your life. Amen? He'll let you think it. He'll let you believe it. He'll let you think that mainstream media is a great guide and a, and a, and a powerful influence for you. Amen? And I'm not being political. I'm just giving you the examples of the things that are creating chaos in this life. Amen? And we can choose to believe it all. Or we can choose to just simply believe this and walk in this and allow this to dictate how our life goes. Because it, it's going to dictate it one way or the other, Chris. It's going to dictate it one way or the other. We just have to choose where we are in the story. We just have to choose where we are and what's about to go down. Amen? Are we with God? Are we on our own? This is one or the other. Amen? Not, not, I'm part with God. I'm, I'm part with everything else. No, you're either, you're either with God or you're not. Right? Because, because he's going to know that, and he's, he's going to see that, and, and he's going he, he's to reveal that. Amen? All things would be revealed. Amen? So I don't worry so much about, about the extracurricular stuff, because, amen, it's going to be revealed. We're all going to be seen for what we are, who we are. 
how we think, what we do, what we manipulate, what we don't manipulate. Amen. It's going to be seen. Amen. God will reveal it. Amen. Someone said to me something about, you know, don't you worry about the people that don't like you? I said, not really, because you know what? God's going to reveal them. He promises me that God's going to reveal them for who they are. They're going to be seen for what they are. Amen. And, and then I had no part in it. I had no part in it. It's God's doing. And God will deal with it. And I can keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a, as a bondservant Amen. and a handmaid. Amen. And that's where the calm comes from, friends. The more control we try to make of this life, and the more we try to manhandle how this life goes, the more chaos and, and, and stress and, and calamity we're going to have. The more we trust in God and walk with Him, the more He's going to prove Himself to the naysayers over and over again. Amen? I could stand here and, and for, for hours list to you the moments in Scripture where God showed up that everyone thought was possible. Everyone laughed and mocked Noah until it began to rain, right? You say, well, you read that on Facebook. Yeah, I did, but it's true, right? They mocked him, amen? But then when it began to rain and then when the waters began to rise, what were the same people mocking him doing? They were knocking on the door. And God had shut the door, amen? If we're not careful, we can end up in that crowd, right in the middle of church. Right in the middle of church, we can end up in that crowd, begging to get in. Amen? I, I, think I'd, I think I'd rather be guided by God and, and grounded in who He is and letting Him get all the glory and all the attention than, than to be that guy. Right? Wouldn't you? Or just me? Just me? No? Okay. Some of you with me. Right? Moses at the sea. And I love this moment. It's a powerful scriptural moment. And you've heard me say it before. He had no clue what God was going to do. But he knew God needed to do something. Or they were going to die. And so he tells everyone, right? And, and sometimes preaching is like this. I have no idea where you're going with this God or what you're going to do with this God. But to stand back and see the salvation of the Lord. Right? I mean, that's, that's kind of what I think about Moses all the time. I mean, he had to be in that place. I've got no clue what's going down right now, but God, do it. Right? And man, he split a sea. He split a sea. Amen? And, and, and there used to be a joke old, old times. I heard it a, a thousand times growing up in church. Amen? There used to be a joke about that, that scientists have proven that it really wasn't that great of a miracle and the winds could have done it because there was maybe only you know, two or three inches of water in the sea at that time because of certain shifts and different things like that and everything else and everything. And then the preacher that was hearing this and everything was, man, what a miracle. And the guy was like, what do you mean, what a miracle? And everything else. He said, I just said the wind could have parted that and allowed them to, to walk across on it and everything. He said, yes, but the miracle is he drowned the whole Egyptian army in two or three inches of water. You can't outdo God. You can't outdo Him. Because all power and all glory is in His hand. Amen? So many things I don't know, I don't know the answer to. I know what this word tells me. But I don't know how He's going to make this happen or make that happen. 
I just trust him. I just trust him to be who he says he is. I just trust him to do what he said he would do. I just trust him to never leave me. I trust him to never forsake me. I trust in him that having been forsaken by all, he will remain loyal unto death as his words promise me. I trust him to to be my shelter in times of storm and I trust him to be my confidant. I trust him to be my sword in time of battle. I trust him to hold me when everything else crumbles. And I trust him to be able to stand in the midst of the storm. Amen. One of my favorite, one of my favorite scriptural moments is when Paul is, is kind of laying everything down. That everything around him is in chaos and everything around him is in turmoil and everything that he's been called to do is, is just an utter, utter calamity. And he, he says this, and, and he gives it as advice to me and to you. And he said, having done with all to stand, having done everything within my ability to do what God has called me to do, to be guided and grounded in who God is, I'll just stand. I'll just stand. I'll just have faith. And I'll just trust and I'll just believe that God is who God said he is. And I'll stand. Amen. God's people have been threatened with fiery furnaces. They've been threatened with crucifixion. Some even martyred for their walk and their faith. In life. Why? Because when God said to stand, they stood. And God showed up. And God is still showing up. And God is still delivering. And God is still blessing lives. Don't think this world is beyond his power. Don't think people as as mean and, and nasty and ugly as they are, do not think for a minute that he still can't change a life. Amen? And let us walk accordingly. Let us live accordingly, and let us speak accordingly. Amen? Otherwise, we speak like the devil. Amen? That what Jesus told Peter? Amen? When, when, when Jesus says that all of these things will happen and blah, 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 and everything else, and what does Peter say? Peter says, no, 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 far be it from you, Lord. Right? And Jesus' response, get behind me, Satan. And he says, you sound like Satan. You sound like the devil. You sound like someone who doesn't have a glimpse of what my power and what my glory can do in your life. Amen? I don't want him to call me Satan, Sammy. Huh? I don't want him to see my actions. I don't want him to see how I live this life. I don't want him to look at me and be like, whoa, man, you're, 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 you're kind of throwing down the Satan vibe over there. Amen? But I want to walk in power. And I want to walk in glory. And I want this to be a house of miracles. 
Amen. Because I know God wants this to be a house of miracles. I don't need the attention. I don't need, I don't, I don't need name and lights. I don't need self and vain glory. Amen. But what I need is a power and a move of God in this place to change whosoever will that walks through that door. Amen. I want to serve notice on the parking lot. Amen? That every car is prayed for, every person as they're walking up the walk is prayed over. I want the power of God to meet them on the driveway. Amen? And begin to move them towards a holy and living God as they walk into this place. That He would grab hold of their lives, transform their thinking, and move them into the center of His power and glory. Amen. I'm not intimidated by that. I don't, I don't, I don't have any delusions of, of, of some great me or anything else like that because I want us all to stand in the glory and the power of God. But I want us to do it the right way. Amen. Brian was, Brian was sharing with uh, her, his friends last night who were here and, and everything else. And, and, and he, he, he shared one of the J moments with him and everything else, and, and he, he and I were talking about it this morning. He said, yeah, there's been times that Jay's kind of looked at me and said, shut up and listen. And he ain't lying. We had that conversation. Amen. And, 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 and he was a little all over the place. And I remember I rushed up and I grabbed him. I said, shut up and listen. He's like, I'm sorry. I hope you don't mind me sharing this. Amen. And the Brian from that day to the Brian to this day, who's not only posting daily scriptures, but exhorting those daily scriptures online, night and day. Amen. That's what we're here for. That's what we're doing. That is the life we're walking in in this place. That is the light we are shining in this place. Amen. And if you choose not to be the light or the salt of this earth, then friend, you need to find who God is. And you need to choose to be a servant. And you need to choose to let him move in you and through you to change lives. Because we're not playing games. Amen? And I refuse, I refuse to give Satan ground. Amen? I refuse it. I will call it out for what it is. Amen? Because I choose Jesus. He is mine and I am his. Amen. I will be his servant. And I will let him guide me. And sometimes, sometimes he says some things I don't like. Right? Sometimes he says some things. And I'm like, oh, man. You, really? Yes, really. Okay. All right. I'm like that, I'm like that five-year-old kid. Okay. Right? There's some of those moments. I'm not going to lie to you. I have some of those days, same as you have some of those days. No, just one of you, same as you have some of those days. Amen. But I have yet to see him fail when we step into where he is. I have yet to see him not do a holy work when we allow him to do a holy work. Amen. And how more holy does it get than a spiritual conception? How much more holy does it get than a holy ghost overshadowing of a woman's womb and putting the Son of Man in it? How much more holy does it get? 
How much more do we need him to prove to bring calm into our lives? I, I, don't, need, I don't need any more proof. I don't, I don't need any more convincing. And I hope, I hope you don't either. I hope you realize that God is everything that he says he is. And he will always be everything that he says he is. And that you can trust him to the uttermost. With everything, everything, everything in your life.